With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at RepcoService.com. Dan, we've got a little bit of a special guest on next. I mean, people that have sort of half turn the radio down a little bit because Andy McCook's on. They'll be wanting to turn that radio back up. Yeah, pretty promptly too because we've got regular co-host joining us, Mark Rosanowski from the Petoni Studio. Rosso, good afternoon to you. Yeah, good afternoon, boys. You're going well. I got you down for a 7.5 out of 10 there for the first segment. Uh, about 6.5 belonged to Corey and you, you guys collectively got the one. But uh, no, I'm feeling a bit threatened actually. I'm, I'm happy with that, Rosso. I thought you'd be a, a, an underscorer to be honest. So I'm feeling a normal person would probably give us a 9. <laughs> Tough but fair, you know. <laughs> and a guy wearing a cardigan like you're wearing at the moment, you don't want to be giving out too oh, much dish about on. how we're going. Yeah, what about what about the strobing shirt? It's just shocking. Yeah, it's, it's I, quality I stuff, Rosso. I forgot I was going to be on camera today. Sorry, boys. Um, got the slippers on too. <laughs> we thought you might have the sneakers on to run to the next studio to call Manukau once we're finished with you. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's about five or six paces, and um, I'm actually missing <laughs> missing, missing the first trackside cross due to you boys, uh, or due to Corey really, but um, he had to handle him the first, and he may well be handling the winner as you say. Um, funnily enough, uh, Dan, you might remember we had Daddy Steelo on Wayne a uh, fortnight ago, and I think we cursed their team actually, but Sweet Banjo was tipping out his best of the day, and it was an absolute cert beaten in race number one, and it, it, of course it came out and won next time at Cambridge, and Rosso wasn't on. Yeah, well, speaking of uh, cursing teams, mate, we did have Dylan Voice on on Sunday for the Hart team, and, and they had sort of they had an average day on Monday at Invercargill, and and then they came out and cleaned up on Friday back down at Invercargill. It's uh, it's not looking good, is it? So I hope you boys can do better today. I've got to say, I'm very um very pleased about the way Corey was talking about um his team and members of his uh, parents' team as well, because uh, I've got most of them high on the list, even one or two of them tucked into the multi. Rosso, before we get uh, start to uh, to dig into the the form from Manawood too, we better get your winners from uh, Monaco today for people tuning in. I'll do my best. Uh, you're probably on Blake's tips, eh? Blake Stothard on today. Um, looking forward to teaming up with Blake for the first time on TAB Trackside One. Uh, best bet today. I've gone with a dog that you guys know quite well. Uh, Double Major, uh, who's up here with Haley Mullane these days, and um, I think she'll have a really good time with him. And Brother Centurion's going pretty well at the moment, of course. They've had a good week. The uh, 19th hole syndicate, double major one at Cambridge the other day after running a close second last week, and I, I think he can get the job done. He's got box number five. Uh, box four is vacant. Competitive race with dogs like Thrilling Sniper and Apawa Sandridge, but I think double major will kick on with it now. Ran some pretty quick times down your way uh, early in its career. He certainly was a handy greyhound, there's no doubt about that, and a fair bit of strength on his side as well, which uh, obviously is uh, through the breed. Rosso, 
We need to chat about uh, what happened on Friday out of Manawatu. Now, obviously, before we dig into it, the, the first thing we need to touch on is a, it was a little bit disappointing, obviously, with some scratchings. The Evans team were uh, supposed to come up, but Ferry cancellations put a, an end to that, meaning we had two four-dog heats for a $30,000 Manawatu Cup final, which uh, is, is slightly disappointing, although we are leading into Cup Week that we can, uh, that we can only manage those sort of numbers for a, a fairly decent stake. Yeah, very disappointing, uh, Andy, clearly. Um, sort of a number of factors. Um, Dan Roberts has gone soft, won't travel anymore. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, I think, are there, are there, he did do Southland earlier in the week, so that's that's fair call. I, I think the last two trips to Manawatu killed him off, though. Um, but anyway, I see somebody's going to be travelling with the Roberts team on uh, on this coming Friday, given uh, there's a couple of uh, good dogs in the 720-metre race from that kennel. But um, obviously there's been kennel cough up and around here too, Andy, so that's uh, not one or two out. Core Liger, I don't think, he, he doesn't have kennel cough, but he had a wee injury. I think he's trialling on Monday. Um, and then, of course, um, I believe Peter Ferguson couldn't come down. He was committed at Auckland Trots. Um, and uh, he's got Majestic Legend I see in at Monaco today. And I'm guessing, I haven't actually spoken to Peter, but I, I'm guessing it's having a run around Monaco. So he can think about maybe bringing it down to Addington for the Cup because we know uh, Peter's not frightened to come and, uh, and tackle you guys down there. So, yeah, it was very disappointing with what we ended up with, uh, clearly. And we got uh, seven Lisa Cole dogs and one for AJ Christensen. What we did get was two really good races. And the incredible thing, guys, is so just looking at the uh, the sectionals here. So Federal Infrared ended up being the fastest qualifier with 25.46 to Mustang Charlie's 25 and 53. Now, if you'd said to me prior to the start, well, one of these dogs is going to lead up in nine seconds and run the fastest time of the day, then I'm going to say it's Federal Infrared. I'll have a thousand of that, thanks. Um, and, and Mustang Charlie run the 5.09, but still run a decent time. But it was actually the other way around. Mustang Charlie led in a nine seconds flat. And uh, Federal Infrared led in a 9.09, but she really pulled it home in a 7.73. So should be a good battle, the final. Um, and the last two times I've met, I've picked Federal Infrared, so you know who won, Mustang Charlie. It's quality from you, Rosa. That's quality. Uh, so outside mm. of the Prince, and I guess we have to now call her the Princess of Palmy, do we, Federal Infrared? She's uh, <laughs> certainly taken to the place like there's no tomorrow. I thought AJ Christensen's Greyhound, you know me now, very good. And if she could land an inside trap, they'd certainly know she's in the final. Yes, certainly, Andy, and, and that was second back from a decent spell, and she won a Class 4 sprint fresh up. It was a really good run from her. She's run 20, uh, 25.68 in defeat. I mean, that's pretty fair, isn't it? Any form of improvement from there. And then you've got a couple of interesting dogs. Allegro Mars, I, I find really difficult to, to, to kind of get a line on, uh, but I'd be happier with him drawing out wide. And Big Time Stunner's the other one, because he's actually got the potential to beat those dogs, and I thought he might the other day. Um, he broke a bone in his wrist in June after he beat Mustang Charlie, and he ran an absolute scream of the week before, but I'm not sure if he can do it two weeks in a row, and he kind of just lost his spot again mid-race the other day, dropped back to last of the four and ran second in a 25-77. and 77. So I think it's pretty competitive, and amongst, obviously, there's a clear top two, and then I think, um, you, know, you know me now, Stunner, uh, Allegro Mars, sort of the, uh, the next line. Talking about competitive, Rosso, we move on to the, the sprint and uh, very good uh, field as well. Again, dominated by the locals from the Cole Camp. Typhoon Tim, 21-21. Gee, he is back to somewhere near his very best, or at his very best now, and uh, he's airborne at the right time. Just amazing, isn't he? Um, all the way back to June, since he didn't run a placing. I think he's nine of his last 11 now. 
wins and he's doing it all over the place and he's doing it in the fastest times he's ever run. So if he can maintain this form through to the Galaxy, third last year, he's a, he's a pretty real chance this year, isn't he? Although it's always super competitive, uh, that particular series, obviously. So he took time on his 21-21 with a lead-up of 494. Prada clung on in the second one, uh, 504 lead-up, 2140 overall. The Grand Wild didn't look that keen to go past her in this straight, otherwise she, she might have been beaten there. Um, so on balance, what we've seen lately, guys, um, you'd be thinking that Typhoon Tim uh, will be uh, very, very hard to beat in that final. Just does it early too, doesn't he? Early speed, gets himself handy, and uh, from there he's uh, he's pretty hard to get past. Uh, Rosa, we'll come back to you in a moment, because I feel like Daniel Roberts is just sitting here doing nothing, and I, I'm not going to have a bar of that. We've got a 700-metre <laughs> journey on uh, final day as well, and obviously we didn't get heats for it, but uh, someone from Team Robbo is going to have to make the trip up, and I'm assuming it might be the guy sitting next to me. Uh, Raja Bale, Willene Bale, both in super form. Dan, especially the big fella, Raja. Yeah, good to see him bounce back uh, after that nasty fall when we were last up at Palmy. And again, I've come on the show and I've been reminded of that, that trip to Palmy. Um, but no, he bounced back good in the 600. Uh, I think it's going to be a race that comes down to the draw, to be honest. It's a stellar field we've assembled. Uh, we've got the first four home from the Silver Collar lining up. Um, it's one of the best distance fields we've seen for a long time. Obviously no keeper headlining things, Rosso, and we talk about him almost every week when we're uh, doing this, obviously, because he's the, the best we have. But what about your local hope, Mr. Fahrenheit? We know how, he is, he, how good he is. And, uh, of course, Highview Spud, who's been very good as well. Yeah, what an amazing field. As Dan said, we've got the first four home in the, in the Duke of Edinburgh Silver Collar, and that means that Karen Walsh is down with uh, with Thrilling Road. No keeper, that clearly the Starline Act, but Mr Fahrenheit was third in that Silver Collar. Uh, when we had that 720-metre feature where Roger Bale and Willene Bale um, unfortunately got in each other's way there for the Roberts camp, and, and Willene's engaged again this time, Highview Spud got away with the win. So, you know, it was a bit lucky on the face of it, but it was very beautifully set up by trainer Sammy Phillips and, and Highview Spud's a genuinely good uh, 700 metre dog now. With Mr. Fahrenheit, he was sitting on the sidelines uh, for bizarrely, I've got to say, uh, but he's been really good since he came back. So, hey, maybe. I think maybe, we all agree on the, that being bizarre, Rosa. <laughs> well, it just, it just fair dinkum makes me spit. But anyway, that's by the by. <laughs> and um, the fact is that. that that may, hey, maybe the maybe the month off has been okay for him um, because he's come back really well. I think he's a genuine top three chance, Mr. Fahrenheit. And the great thing is, guys, um, that given the nature of the field, his top three, top four price is actually going to be really good. And I'm sure there'll be other people thinking, yeah, hey, um, there's other dogs we like top three, top four that are really good prices. There's going to be a good betting race and there's going to be a hot favourite. So, um, yeah, get involved. Certainly going to be a super day of racing next Friday out of the Manawatu. Rosso, we better let you go because you need to take those five paces. For a normal-sized human being, it would probably be 10, but you've got a fairly decent long stride on you. Before we let you go, you better give us some value for the day as well. We can't just let you away with a best bet. That's ridiculous. No, fair enough. Um, I'm going to go race 10, number three, Rocket Red, downgrade 7 and 2, 10. It's a tricky race. Uh, older uh, older half-brother, uh, my mate Spate in box one, who comes up the track, but um, could actually still win like he did from box one, three back, my mate Spate. But Rocket Red's downgrading and um, hasn't been terrible uh, in the last couple, so I'll go with that each way. If you wanted me to label a best bet of the day, just purely on price, guys, um, Thrilling Grey, who's my next best bet, race seven, number three, is $1.90 top two. 
for the Spearbox Box 2, Lagoon Torpy now with Udi Cottom off the inside looks a danger to me, but yeah, $1.90 top two, Thrilling Grey. I think Race 7 would be the one I'll be putting through all multis today. Thanks very much, Rosso. All the best calling at Manukau today, so we'll keep an eye on those three and we will be giving you stick if they don't come in. Uh, all the best calling there, Double Major, Rocket Red and Thrilling Grey from Mark Rosanowski. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.